When I was about 15 years old, our high school literature teacher in Lithuania had a system where pupils could voluntarily keep a sort of literary diary, each month describing a book of their choice and thus earning some extra points. My class wasn't considered to be particularly strong in literature, so as the only book-loving person in it, I would often get more credit for my literary talents than I had actually deserved. But one of the monthly diary entries disappointed my teacher. In it, I had described Sylvia Waugh's classic The Menims. It was perhaps intended for the middle-grade readers, but left a huge impression on me even as a young adult. The teacher commented that a pupil of my age and level whatever that means, should be occupying herself with more serious literature. This notion that children's and YA literature is not serious enough to be even considered in a voluntary school diary, let alone on the academic level, has haunted me since. We keep complaining that kids read less and less each year, yet, compared to adult titles, we hardly show the same interest and respect to children's books, which is reflected by the scarcity of reviews and literary prizes. Finland has been globally praised for its education system. Is children's literature a part of its success? This is Literature from Finland podcast. I'm Urte from Helsinki Literary Agency. And together with my guests, the Finlandia winner Tomi Kontio and the awarded author and illustrator Sanna Pelliccioni, we'll be discussing literature that is too often deemed to be not serious or important enough. Welcome, Tommy and Sana. What a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Nice to be here. Um, Today, Finland is rather famous, even internationally, for the abundance of quality titles for children and celebrated illustrators. But has Finland always been doing so well in children's literature? Um, you were both born in the 60s and 70s, uh, respectively. Uh, and I would so I would like to begin by asking both of you what you read when you were kids. Uh, what authors you grew up with? Yeah, Sana, if we start with you. Okay. Well, uh, I I have to say that my, I would say, all-time favorite is, is Astrid Lindgren and Tuve Jansson, which maybe for quite many Finnish people are, are really like books that we read a lot but then I have some really strong memories of picture books from from early childhoods I, I even brought them here with me and you can see they are really I've read a lot of them and I've even illustrated the one that is for like uh, almost for a small baby it's my first illustration inside right <laughs> but uh, yes I always liked books and I was my parents uh, read me a lot yeah yeah but would you say that when you you were a child you would read more uh, was it more that you would read more translated literature um, or were there a lot of uh, Finnish authors actually for children at the time when you were a kid wow that's that's an interesting question i i actually have to say i never thought it that way but i'm sure there were both there there were some russian authors uh, i had some nice books but then um, I think they were both I'm sure it's changed a bit and now there are so so many more titles in Finnish also but do you know more about this Tommy? yeah it's really interesting 
Mm. Actually, I have the same kind of uh, experience from my own own childhood that uh, uh, I can't remember very many Finnish Finnish children books. I I myself I read uh, both fiction and non-fiction. I was very young when I learned to uh, read. I was my early fours. Yeah. So I I have a very long history of reading. So so but uh, I read mainly I think because I I learned so early to to read. So first I read of course uh, illustrated books. Right. And so on, but uh, quite fast I start to uh, start to uh, read, for example, non-fiction about aviation history or, or ma- maritime history, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, novels that uh, somehow is connected with this. Uh, for for example, Hornblower series, right. and uh, and then uh, Finnish fighter aces from, from Second <laughs> World War. But uh, uh, I think that. Uh, one of the uh, books that make most uh, deep impression for me in mm. my childhood or, or in my young teens was uh, uh, Astrid Lindgren's uh, mm. uh, was it Brothers of Lionheart yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was so deep. It, it, it because it's it's about death and uh, what is after death and uh, yeah. and you know it's also a very very. Uh, kind of uh, adventure book also. Yeah, yeah. This is really interesting because I always, um, I'm from Lithuania originally and I'm this sort of independence child. I was born after independence, so we grew up with translated literature mainly. And for me as well, Astrid Lindgren was some someone that I grew up with. Like I would reread her books yeah. every summer and it was just something that you you must must read every summer and also other other translated uh, translated authors but now that you both talk like i realized first of all i didn't really read that many i don't think that we even had at the time that many of our own authors but also like at least from my recollections i only remember children's novels like i don't remember reading picture books for instance i don't think that it was even thing at the time that it would be kind of considered important enough so it's it's just really interesting that we're from very i think different generations mm. and different backgrounds but we kind of all ended up reading Astrid Lindgren and yeah. someone who is yeah very important to us mm, yeah i think finland overall at least in my eyes is, is quite literary country and and even quite complex especially if we talk about adult literature like even complex very literary titles can become bestsellers do you think that this is partly this kind of reading habit and and being good readers and avid readers uh, that this is part of the successful educational system that i mentioned in the introduction Um, i mean that reading habits are kind of sy- systematically embedded already in school. What what do you think? Mm, it would be nice to know how it is really, but uh, I have a feeling that in schools we read, and uh, even in my time, but now I can see from my, my teenagers that they, they read and they have to read also uh, quite many books a year, but still I th- think it's quite little. And but I think it's only also part of our library system because 
there are in all the all the cities and even in countryside usually there are there are quite many libraries and that's wonderful and uh, the the sad sad thing for me is that we don't have so many bookstores maybe yeah. because we have these wonderful libraries because that's something i miss miss a lot in finland but then there's also now there's the is it in english the the reading center which does wonderful uh, research and job like giving for all the babies babies and families when they are born they are giving a, a bag of uh, reading tips why why reading is good and why poems are good for the baby so they are now working on it because they've noticed also in Finland that people read less and less and children play yeah yeah so i think so. and then one wonderful thing is that we have this um how we say it in English, so there are people, maybe they are librarians or book book lovers who give like book recommendations or in classes or in yeah. libraries. And that's that's not, I think, uh, everywhere in Finland and in all the parts of the city, but they are just wonderful because they are for specific ages and people who love Harry Pot- Potter, but now they can't find anything to read. So they are similar books. Right. And then... Still, there's one thing which is wonderful: the the word art, yeah. word art teaching and clubs in, yeah. in af- after school and in school. So I think what are some of these things may have to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Do you have the same same opinion, Tommy? How do you see this sort of children's readings uh, reading in <coughs> Finland? Uh, well, I I've got five children myself. The eldest is over thirty years now. Right. So. <laughs> So and the youngest is eleven. Uh, so I have uh, seen how everything has evolved in that time. Uh, of course, when I was a kid, there were al- also book lists that you have to read, yeah. and then I realized that the book lists were quite um, boring. <laughs> you know, in my time, yeah, yeah. And then I realized that when my first kid gets this book list and uh, kind of carrot and whip uh, discouragement to to read as many books as you can so you can get a diploma but the book lists were better and yeah. and more varied i think yeah but uh, now if i'm talking about my youngest kids 13 and 11 years old kids i i think that something has happened Mm. And I'm a bit of concerned of the situation. Uh, in a school, they have took, uh, f- for example, uh, laptops and uh, or tab- tablets yeah. as a as a Yeah, like like a teaching tool. Like teaching yeah. tools, and, and everybody has has uh, has. Uh, mobile phone and and right. i think that this is I, i i just don't like to put them against each other yeah but they are they are kind of addictive these social media networks and yeah. games and uh, i see from my young, uh, boy that that he plays very much and uh, he don't have as much uh, He can't read that long books yeah. as I have. Concentration, read. yeah. Yeah, concentration yeah. is is not not that strong anymore. Yeah, yeah. Is that's why I have a very positive uh, memories of of libraries in my childhood mm. because th- that was a place where I can choose myself a book. Mm. 
Yeah. It's not from the least. Exactly. And it, the same thing was when I was studying literature in a university mm. of Helsinki. I, I, I studied it about one year because I was uh, so tired of reading <laughs> according some list, for example, English literature of some uh, uh, Victorian literature and then I changed to aesthetics and uh, and, and yeah. philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point and I think that's very admirable and very, uh, like, it's very exceptional, the library situation that we have in Finland that uh, even, you know, when abroad the publishers would count copies that they sell uh, of books and that's how you determine if you have a bestseller. In Finland we have, like, every month the most borrowed books and this is also a, an important part of, like, marketing marketing the books and I think it's just so admirable that that sort of the, the libraries are not only an important part of like social life, but also sort of of the industry. And this is kind of a part of a mechanism as well. Tommy, you're known among children, especially for your, for your picture books about a dog called Cat uh, that were illustrated by what wonderful Elena Varsta and uh, the dog called Cat and its friendship with a man called Weas- Weasel an incredibly lovable and slightly philosophical character who doesn't really have much, doesn't even have a home, uh, but has a lot of warmth and a lot of love to offer. Sana, you are also behind many books uh, as an author and illustrator, uh, over 20 books uh, that you were in one one role or another a part of, um, including a 2019 title, We Had to Leave, a textless book about a family fleeing war. Uh, also a picture book, I Remember You with Love, that tries to deal with death in a bit different and I think more positive way. Why I'm talking about this is that both of your both of you have quite heavy topics in, in your books. And I think in many countries there is still strong opinion uh, that certain topics shouldn't be dealt with uh, in children's books, such as poverty, homelessness, loneliness, death, uh, divorce, religion, all these kind of difficult things. And actually, as literary agents, we ourselves often hear that feedback uh, about children's titles from Finland, that they are too heavy, too serious, too literary, too sad. Um, so as author, as as author and author and illustrator, do you encounter such opinions in Finland by publishers and by readers? Like, do someone tell you or some reader has ev- ev- ever told you, like, this is too sad, <laughs> like, this is not for children? Well, I'm, I'm surprised, actually. I found the, the publisher for each book or some of them have these quite hard or sad themes or issues that they're dealing with, but some, sometimes I hope just I would love to make only really like joyful books, but I, I've noticed that the things that interest me are and and are many times I notice they are taboos or things we don't discuss enough, and I think that picture book is a wonderful place, a wonderful way to to deal with it and. Actually, it's abroad where I I find, for example, in Spain and in Italy, where I found so many books of like Second World War or war children or or like really horrible stories. Mm. 
and really scary stuff and picture book in picture books but i think they're mostly for for adults made right. for adults right. and people abroad uh, buy i mean adults and maybe elderly people buy them but i think they are most of them are also suitable for children um depending depends on the book but many of them are also suitable for children so this is maybe this is kind of a place where i would uh, like put myself into i i right. somehow it interests me these things that are not yet discussed yeah yeah tommy how do you feel about these heavy topics in children's books <coughs> well uh, actually i think that my my picture books are not so heavy in topics <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's because uh, the main main theme is actually love and friendship right even though that it's a book about homelessness and uh, three homeless uh, friends and and yeah. it's it's actually i try to tell for my readers for parents and their kids that uh, they they should somehow get rid of prejudice yeah. of different people in yeah. this case uh, homeless uh, little how, how should i say why no drunkard yeah. yeah and uh, actually i have get a little negative so, comments yeah. about that from some parents that I don't like that somebody drink, <laughs> drinks alcohol in a book, and it's it's quite funny uh, because that uh, character when he drinks, he's fun and he's still loving and yeah. caring, and and uh, but but there is uh, you know some overprotecting parents, yeah. and I think that they make they kind of make. Uh, their kids life more restricted yeah. and make those prejudices about the different people yeah. whether it was uh, uh, old old vino or or yeah. or some other color of people or yeah. for, for etc etc yeah. yeah and it's it's mystifying to me really because uh, Children, they still do see that around themselves, don't they? They they still yeah. see that these kind of people, especially in the cities, like you see homeless people, you see drunk people, you see people of color, you see people, uh, different kinds of people. It's it's sort of the world that surrounds you. So the book isn't it like the best tool to kind of discuss these things in kind of safe safe yeah. world and safe environment. But I've noticed also that. That children, for example, the book that tells about leaving leaving the place where there is war and mm. going to a f- safer place, and I t- noticed that uh, some some people who read it before it was published and and also afterwards some adults say that isn't it quite hard and 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 too sad for children, but not one child said that to me. I, I read it afterwards. I, I was in some book clubs or word art groups or even in, in high school where they were writing the story for it. And it was only, I think it's also, also for me it was hard to do it and hard to paint it. But I think because adults r- remember so many horrible, heartbreaking pictures and know the stories and you have in a way a bad conscience also right. maybe so so it it makes you feel sad but children they in a way they they 
they heard also like in 2015 was it that yeah there were lots of uh, asylum seekers so they see them and maybe they ask themselves if they don't talk about it at home or at school that something's happening they Yeah. Children anyway know so much more than we would like them to know. Precisely. <laughs> so it's a safe place to to Precisely. talk about it. But do you think that uh, the fact that uh, <laughs> book children's books uh, from Finland are kind of heavier is it because Finnish authors and readers are braver and more democratic, or because we're just more depressed <laughs> and sadder people? <laughs> That's a very good question. Yeah, but I think that uh, it's not the whole truth. Mm. We have, yeah. uh, for example, Timo Parvela or, right. or now late Jukka Itkonen, yeah. and, uh, who were very funny writers. Yeah. And actually, I think that I'm a humorist myself yeah. also, mm. even though I'm a quite melancholic person yeah. and write... Uh, melancholic stories but for example my next book I think that it's a quite humorous book book it's called my father is a hipster yeah yeah <laughs> and that's a title also already says that it's it's uh, it's a bit of a comic book even yeah. though there are also the themes of love and caring yeah and I think and in in dog called cat books uh, even though they are kind of philosophical and and there is a lot about you know love and friendship and these important topics but i think there is a lot of warm humor in them as well especially when you're meeting these kind of new characters that you're not familiar with and how they deal with each other i think it, there is a lot of yeah a lot of humor in it and then i have to say that at least for me when i was so young the book that hit me tem- the most it was anne frank's diary of course it's mm. it's uh, for For young people, not for chi- small children, but but I'm, I'm in a way still recovering from it. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's all of these things, and and like when we start, especially in the publishing world, when we start speculating, like is this too scary or not too scary? Like this is somehow I always have this opinion that publishers are always more scared than the readers are. Mm. That the readers are much braver and much more perceptive than publishers sometimes give credit <laughs> to them and this is something that we discussed with Eva Franz who is both adult and children's author and and she writes scary books for children and she really nicely uh, talked about in one of the podcast episodes about how she was really nervous about publishing the first book for for children and the children loved it and this is something that correlates to yeah. what you Sana said uh, that You know, none of the children said to you yeah. that this was the book that you wrote about about these asylum seekers or about the family fleeing war. That it's too scary. It's mm. The adults think about it. Yeah, that it's you know something inappropriate. So I think it's yeah we should give more credit, which Finland does in a way because uh, well now we have this Runeberg um, Runeberg Junior Prize or Runeberg and Runeberg Junior which is one of the most prestigious literary awards in Finland and that uh, Sana together with with Anja Portini are now nominated for for your uh, new book Matthias and everything that was far away and the junior category is uh, eventually elected by the children children jury it's the children who decide the winner of Mm. one of the most prestigious prizes which is I think great step (laughs) towards giving credit more credit to children (laughs) 
do you often hear children's feedback on your books? Like, how often do you meet children? How often do you talk? Well, uh, well um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, uh, I've been many times in schools. Yeah. And actually one book that we haven't uh, mentioned here is my first book for children that was called uh, My Father Got Wings in Spring and it won Finlandia Prize. And after that, that was uh, school almost every week yeah. and, and meet my readers and uh, I, I sometimes I feel like I'm a rock star because <laughs> small kids come and write your name in my hand and, uh, and yeah. kind of thing and and they are very straight when they give give their opinions of my book so mm. I love it or I hate it it, <laughs> it was stupid plot or, or something like that and why why does that happen and so on and they also make fan, fan fiction and it's quite mm. fun so they make own stories mm. that are, are somehow connected in this in wow. this uh, in this original yeah. story and they have sent that, them to me wow oh, wow that's that's very impressive the best feedback that yeah. an author can get i guess yeah i also uh, visit quite many times the schools or libraries or and then i organize many times an exhibition, some kind of exhibition, or just with illustrations, or then kind of a uh, exhibition where you walk and you can do a lot of stuff, kind of the world of the book right. opens in the exhibition. And it's really nice because I, f- I find it as a three-dimensional illustrating, the yeah. making the all the scene of the book. And there I meet lots of young people, and um, now I've actually also been with these women, uh, Finnish super women series. We've been also in in homes for old people. We've been visiting mm. and telling about how we made the book and talking about the history. And, and it's been wonderful because that's, that's one thing I'm really interested about is to bring the picture book also to adults and, and old people. Precisely. It, it's wonderful. And they were really, really happy about it. But then I make this Only Boy series from... 2007 like a book a year and an only boy gets lots of letters and sometimes some clothes the children made for it and then wow. they are asking what does he will he ever have hair because <laughs> 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 so it, it's really it's really nice to and it was wonderful to when I was selling my books with my children because the, the books in a way tell about our family and they were like, wow, is that only boy? Is that a real only boy? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's really nice to meet the readers. Yeah, it's like meeting the real Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, you're a hero. It's, it's, and that, that's, I think, uh, what's wonderful even today's world and be- before we talked about this, you know, internet and tablets and how much we spend with technology, but somehow that this connection between reader and author, especially when you're a kid, like an author is really sort of a hero to you. Like if you really like some book, it's it's so... I think it's wonderful that this connection remains and, and it's so um, touching, I think, mm-hmm. for both sides and, 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 and can leave last really last, uh, long-lasting impressions. But then now we also shifted to illus- illustrating and, and this is something that has always been a bit of a mystery to me, like how illustrators uh, collaborate with authors. Um, uh, 
Sana, you're a particularly versatile illustrator who who loves trying out uh, new styles, and you have used very different styles in in your books. Um, do you like if we start with you? Do you, from your own experience, do illustration ideas uh, come after you have read the text, or or do illustrations come first and then you approach an author? Like how in practice this works? I think it's almost. With all the books, it's a different story. But I think the traditional one, how it used to be in old times, that there's a text of an author and then the cus- the publisher contacts the illustrator. But that's uh, not typical, not so typical anymore. In my case, usually uh, maybe half of the books that I illustrate are like my some of my colleague m- makes a text and thinks I'm a proper illustrator for it then we like imagine and talk and we, we meet and we also we sometimes we make the story together right, right. and sometimes uh, for example the book which is called read read me i i started making strange pictures i didn't actually know what why i was making them but then i noticed i was i was uh, illustrating books in all strange places for example that it there comes a river out of the book or something like this and then i made like 15 of them and i understood that that is in a way book has saved me so many times that i have to make book out of it and then i was thinking who would be who i would like to write be the, yeah. the author and then then i contacted siri Kolu and she wrote wonderful text but it, it and sometimes I, uh, many times, <laughs> I get so many new ideas and I can't make half of the books I would love to, but sometimes I think I, I'd like to write it and illustrate it myself, but I know, notice because writing for me is slow, in a way slower than uh, for someone who makes it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So for example, now I'm I I'm invited Epo Nuotio to write about the Finnish war children, again, very sad book in a way. <laughs> And uh, we are making together by interviewing war children who were sent back to Finland. So it yeah. depends every time. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, how do you, how do you experience this collaboration with illustrators? Uh, I have always uh, trusted and leave leave them to do their job <laughs> and I love it because it's always uh, when I trust my 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 illustrator like Elena Elena Varsta, uh, I always I'm I'm like uh, waiting Christmas present <laughs> to see what what she has done, and I'm, I'm every time I'm 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 very very proud and for for the story that she had made there, because I think that together they are like a, like a whole whole artwork and they discuss with, uh, pictures discuss with text and and also they make their own stories right, right. In, in those small small details that that there are and uh, that's my w- way of I, I i actually i don't even want to say anything to <laughs> Elena uh, uh, yeah. that do the, this so uh, i i would like to have that dog looks like that and uh, yeah. cat is like that and and so it's uh, always a, a surprise yeah for yeah me, for yeah. but uh, i think th- i i know i don't think i know that delina loves those texts mm. so i think that 
she she makes her own work with all all her heart. Right, right. And this is yeah, this is I guess something very important too, not only for the writer to like the illustrations, but for the illustrator to really love the text yeah. for for it to to work. And as you say, it's I think it's very important to emphasize and remind also readers every time that this is both of them like illustrations together with with text makes up the book that this is the the whole sort of um piece of art so yeah a few years ago i i made the angry birds picture books (laughs) it was a quite fun experiment because i've got the uh, pictures first right Uh, they, they were made from the small videos videos and, uh, and then i made story there <laughs> but i think that it's kind of like i have made also a song for one band yeah and i o- o- we mainly make like that that, that first i make words and then then i gave yeah. text and uh, then he he makes the composition right that way so uh, it's easier for me to make the text first right right would you say that um or how would you describe what's different what's exceptional about uh finnish or uh, finnish swedish illustrators like uh, illustrators are uh, from the nordic countries i think in general are quite quite famous in the world but also finland is, has really strong i think um scene now uh, of illustrators so sana how do you see it maybe personally like how, what are uh, the exceptional features what makes finnish uh, or illustrations from finland different than from anywhere in in the world oh that's a hard question <laughs> uh, well at least we it's now the the styles and the the um, the books are very like versatile there are lots of lots of different styles maybe it was it would have been easier to to answer this question a couple of maybe 20 years ago when now i think uh, the styles and the the books are also very international in a way that you can and people travel a lot they yeah. get lots of like uh, inspiration yeah. from abroad but i'm really happy that there are so many there are also the ones that have been that have people have that been illustrating for years and years like 20 30 years and you can see in a way some traditional finnish style and then there are lots of younger people and you could not even tell from which part of the world where they are from so I don't know. Maybe you would be better to answer that <laughs> question because you you see all the the I mean so many books and maybe the more or less all the Finnish books that come out. Though I'm following it too, but actually it's quite a hard question to answer because people have their own styles. And do you personally have your own favorite illustrators from Finland? Uh, well, there are so many now, but but for example. Matti Pikkujamsa is is very talented. Also Marika Maijalan. Right. There, there are there are many many really talented illustrators right. and new new coming all the time. So it's really wonderful to see that. Yeah. Tommy, do you have your own <coughs> favorite illustrators from Finland? Well, this is uh, actually not <coughs> my area, but uh, I think that there is a 
little difference um, between uh, Finnish and Finnish Swedish illustrators, mm. and and somehow uh, I fa- find uh, Finnish Swedish illustrators a little bit uh, more interesting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Even though I love Elina Varsta's work and and many many others, but. But it's a kind of same, like in in a poetry, mm. uh, collecting poetry, writing uh, also write a little bit different when if if they are from Finnish Swedish culture right. or, or or are they or if they are writing in fin- Finnish language. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting that it's the same country, <laughs> but you sort of have two two small subcultures even. Um, yeah, which is yeah. yeah. And of course, there are more cultures. If we go to the north, there is uh, precisely, yeah. yeah, and they have their own style also, and very interesting. I have been so so many times in Lapland, and uh, right now I'm very interested in in the artwork there and and their uh, uh, literature also and poetry which they have made in 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 Lapland. Yeah, same goes for me. I'm I'm really hoping to hear and see more of their their illustrations and and writing and poems also because there is such a wisdom in, in the Sami culture yeah that I would really love to read more of it yeah 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 so besides that children's books from Finland are more philosophical and more <laughs> melancholic <laughs> uh, what is um, what is exceptional about uh, children's literature from Finland what do you maybe especially feel proud of? Well, first of all, I'm uh, proud of uh, elder uh, writers uh, Tuve Jansson and Kirsi Kunnas, what they have made in in Finnish uh, literature, and uh, then I'm a bit proud of uh, these new illustrated books seen, and also uh, now I think that quite interesting is speculative speculative fiction. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 it's it's interesting, and I'm following quite, yeah, quite tightly that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I would say I'm happy about the the somehow the open mindedness of the book, and that there are now there are books for all the all the different groups of people, and you mm. can see though Finland is we have already many cultures also in Finland but you can see more and more the also the works of the people who have come here or <coughs> at least you can find you can see them in illustrated books and and people are starting to write and illustrate also these who have come here so they become the Finnish literature in a way becomes more diverse yes like children's literature yeah. I think it's and also for young people I think it's wonderful then then I'm I'm really happy to see the also the non-fiction books how how it's evolving how what kind of titles are coming out and how I'm I'm surprised and happy about that and then I have to say I'm also happy that they are the the finally the really good agents in Finland because <laughs> we are anyway a small language group and um, maybe 10 20 years ago it was really few books that were translated and anyway it's uh, it's wonderful to be able to send them abroad because it's also a wonderful feeling that you, someone is reading your book and also that we get books from abroad. It brings us somehow closer together. 
Precisely, precisely. Well, thank you. I will take this personally <laughs> as a personal <laughs> compliment. To finish, uh, uh, three very literary questions to uh, each of you. Uh, who is your current literary crush, Sana? Now I'm reading actually, uh, how do you, would you say that in English? Maybe it's a poem uh, singer, Runon Laulaja. I'm yeah. uh, reading about this old uh, 19th century woman, Larin Paraske, who lived in Karelia. And and she, um, her kind of poems you can find also in Kalevala, though she was a bit later, lived a bit later. But I'm reading uh, her, her poetry and her story. Also, because we are making a book about her, but I'm just like thrilled what kind of a person and what kind of a language she used. Right. So at the moment, I'm... <laughs> I'm <laughs> thrilled by her yeah tell me what's your current literary crush uh, i was in lapland in tent and uh, i i took there one book because it was so small and light yeah. and it was tuve did live since childhood and i love it <laughs> it's, it's uh, i i just wait for the next translations which have just came out in Finland but uh, as a consumer of auto fiction it was uh, very fresh to read it because she she has some magic in in her sentences she's, she's really really talented and there is one there is a certain parts of that books that I read over and over again and and get every time something from yeah yeah from Tove is someone who is really now every publisher in the world wants to publish <laughs> Tove Didlefs and she's yeah I think she's she's someone that the world is uh, discovering feverishly <laughs> um Sana what was the most memorable children's book uh, that you recently read wow I think it's again a book that goes uh, for for adults and and children. It's uh, called Oh my God. Anyway, it tells about a person who is too busy and and loses her life until he finds it again. Right. And Tommy, you go first because I have to tell you the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, what what was the most memorable memorable children's book? that you recently read? Uh, I think it Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials and it was nice when you spoke about the Finnish as a philosophic <laughs> <laughs> writer. Uh, he really is. And uh, I love that, that trilogy. It's, 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 it's a very, very big and thorough book. Uh, uh, I think that it it's much more interesting than Harry Potter. Sorry, all Harry Potter <laughs> fans, but uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I can tell you. <laughs> the wonderful book is The the Lost Soul of Olga Tokarczuk. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and and Juana Consejo. So it was something, I've, I've been reading it now maybe for 10 times and it's, I'm still going to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful book, by yeah. the way. Beautifully made. Which author... Or book never fell f- never fails to make you laugh, Sana. Hmm. Um, 
one of them is Juha Hurme and Rosa Liksom. Mm. That just make me laugh. <laughs> thank, thank them. I thank them for the wonderful language. And Tommy, uh, what author or what book never f- never fails to make you laugh? Uh, certainly Mark Twain. <laughs> my my daughter just read the Huckleberry Finn's Adventures, uh, the new translations, and I took it in my hands and, and read the first lines and laughed. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very funny. Maybe his humor is something that uh, that is close to mine. It's also uh, what constitutes a true literary classic for me. It's Astrid Lindgren. Never, yeah. never fails to make me laugh, even up to this date. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy Gondio and Sana Pelliccioni. This was Literature from Finland, brought to you by Helsinki Literary Agency and hosted by me, Urte. Special thanks to Petri Latvala for the design and Alessandro Dana for the music and to all the colleagues at the agency. Don't forget to tune in next month. <laughs>